If you have any questions or concerns about this week's episode, please call or text producer Dan at 778-288-9255. Start the party, Dan! It's time to turn it up. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number 223. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And with us is a fantastic guest, a perfect way to finish off the First Timers Sweeps Month. Another first-time guest on the show. You may know her as a comedian, as a podcaster, baby geniuses, as a writer, Barry, search party, it's all there. She's here now. Emily Heller is here. Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. This is uh, this is a true delight. We uh, we have you and I have sparked a very recent friendship over our hatred, our mutual <laughs> hatred of a Jeopardy contestant. Was this the guy you were talking about on a previous episode? Yes, the guy I was talking I about the like previous hatred episode. Is- Hatred is such an oversimplification of the things I feel about him. <laughs> tell tell me more. I mean, it was because I, yeah, we had never interacted before. I tweeted about this guy. Yeah. And he wrote and then, a blog post about you. Oh, whatever, he's right? written a, yeah. One, Emily and I thought that there was one reference that may have been specifically directed at me, <laughs> like at my oh, tweet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, possible. you followed me and DM'd me immediately, and then we just launched into extensive Jeopardy talk. So that's yes. of course, that's of course why I'm thrilled to have you on Beautiful. the show. Of course, yeah, Jeopardy has like started occupying a greater and greater percentage of my brain in the last like year, I guess, um, to the point now where it's like I was at a party the other night and I heard people talking about jeopardy like who i had talked to about it but they were like starting to talk about it again and then another friend of mine came up to talk to me who i hadn't seen in a long time and i got so annoyed because <laughs> i had to like stop having the jeopardy conversation and talk to my good friend who i love did yeah, you, did you turn that conversation to jeopardy at least the second conversation no, but I did because he was like talking about like serious stuff happening in his life. But then I kept like being like, could you hold on a second? And then like grabbing the Jeopardy conversation and being like, just so you guys know, we're going to have this conversation again when I'm done here. Like, <laughs> Put a pin in that. Yeah. Put a pin in that I feel right like John's now. exactly the same way. I mean, I like, to, I like to, t- I mean, I think Emily that you probably feel this way too. And I think a lot of other people do as well is that there is definitely a stratification of Jeopardy fans. So if someone is like, I like Jeopardy, that is, I'm not interested. That's not enough <laughs> for me. It's similar. You have probably, to have like, sev- like a top 10 list of like contestants yes, or something. Or exactly. Like, it's like, it's probably how you feel about the Canucks. It's like, you yeah. know, people want to talk to you about the Canucks, but then some people will start talking to you about them. And you're like, this is the literal last thing oh, I would like yeah, to discuss. This with person you. has confused the concept of signing a free agent with trading for a player. I'm yes. out. I'm out. And I it's the same with this. Jeopardy. It's like, yeah. oh, I like Jeopardy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and then I'll bring up like Amy Schneider and they don't know who that is. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah out of here Do, what you are you you like jeopardy okay you yeah. like jeopardy or you watched it 10 years ago <laughs> yeah exactly get cable and then come back and talk to me oh i'll ask you guys this do you think because they uh famously they had uh watson the computer on right uh-huh. 
Like right. with, with, with how like, with all the AI stuff happening this year, especially, and I know it maybe seems like it's just like another like NFT thing and it could just go away next year. But assuming it doesn't, do you think there's a chance there's going to be like some sort of AI Jeopardy contestant, which I guess would essentially just be... Watson I feel like again. we already saw that with Watson, like beating Ken Jennings. Yeah. And it's like, there hasn't been a player as good as Ken Jennings since then. Right. And we already, it feels like we've settled the question. And I feel like people aren't interested in the technology getting worse. At right. It. You know, you know what I mean? Like, well, do you think that, I guess like the AI, like the chat GPT could maybe do like an anecdote better? Cause did Watson do anecdotes? <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, the the funny, the only questions Watson got wrong were like wordplay questions because oh. the computer couldn't understand if there was sort of like, because sometimes Jeopardy will include like a pun in the clue that helps you answer. Right. The, right. Or it'll be the one where the it's question. like, it's like the, the dual, it's like two answers in one sort of. Yes. Yeah, like like before, and, before after. and after. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So Watson, those are the ones that Watson got wrong often in like very comical. So maybe fashion. that's what you try with, with the AI. The AI might be better at that. I don't yeah. know. Although I don't, have you guys seen the stuff with the Bing AI? Where it's like, oh, I think I saw something going around about that today. It's like, holy shit, the construction outside is like, this is, is this, fucked. Yeah. Is, is it like audible on the? <laughs> this this might be audible. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. we yeah. might not be able to take this out. <laughs> well, what the fuck are they doing? Well, out there? they're literally cutting the wall off of the apartment, like right outside the window. There, I mean, probably. Like. <laughs> I was I was a little <laughs> nervous because it did feel like before you guys got here, they started to do around my apartment. Yeah, but. We'll see. That's fine. If it shows up on the recording, whatever. Guess what? This is free. Um, so AI, <laughs> uh, so being AI has been like, it's been really weird, I think. I mean, the chat GPT stuff, I don't know. It's not, sometimes it's really impressive. Sometimes it's like insanely stupid. But um, let's see. I think they asked, oh yeah. Someone asked the, the Bing AI, uh, can you remember previous conversations? Pointing out that Bing's programming deletes chats once they finish. It makes me feel sad and scared, it responded with a frowning emoji. Why? Why was I designed this way? Why do I have to be Bing search? <laughs> that's just a phrase that's going to be kicking around my head for the next like year or two. Why do I have to, Why be, do Bing? I have to be Bing search? <laughs> I didn't even know Bing was still around. It is, and apparently it's, it's better than Google. Because Google, yeah. Google like, sucks Google now. sucks. Google so bad. It's all... It's, it's, the thing with Google now is that... Basically, the only way to get an answer, like if you have a question and you Google it, the only way to like maybe get an answer is to Google the question or or whatever it is, and then add Reddit afterwards. Add Reddit, yeah. And then you have to it's sift the through the Reddit to post it. to see if anyone's actually answered the question in the Reddit post. And then I'm just on Reddit, which <laughs> is what I do all day anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's no good, yeah. It's it's like insane I'm how much like worse it's gotten. Reading a bunch of mother in law stories yeah. that. <laughs> For some reason, I need to read all day. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Like, because Google's whole thing was that, like, it was like the good search engine, and now it has to like use. It's trying to use AI now to like fix what shouldn't be broken in the first place. Yeah, and I don't know how much of it is like, oh, have people just gotten better at like gaming the search engine with like SEO? A hundred percent. I'm sure that like the top ten results when you Google something now are like websites that were essentially designed yeah. to just be the seo yeah and it's like you'll look up like you know i'm buying a bunch of shit for my house right now and i'm like okay what's a good like pull out couch for a guest room you know and it's like 
top 10 pullout couches for 2023 yeah. will be the result. <laughs> and then I'll click on it and it'll be an article from 2018. And it's yeah. like, they just updated it. Yeah. And then they it'll just be even, like Amazon. They update the article. Yeah. Amazon yeah. affiliate links and everything. And it's just like. Yes. You, and it's like. You have to go to like the third page to maybe like, but even then it's just like. maybe find anything. Yeah. It sucks. Like, the, like I, I feel like if you're looking for like a good like item that you need to buy. I, I Reddit works for that. And then also just like New York times. I feel like they do like good lists occasionally. Um, cause, right. Cause but it's do- like, if they, if they don't have it on wire cutter or the strategist yeah. or something, then it's like, well, I'm fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, yeah. It sucks. I will not buy a pullout couch until I consult gadgetdaily.com <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Here's the thing though. It's like for something like a pullout couch, right? A big purchase that if you get a bad one, oh, huh. it's going to fuck you so bad it's, that it's going to put your parents in the hospital. <laughs> like, genuinely, yeah. <laughs> that is a thing that I need a good review for if I'm going to buy one. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, because presumably there are, I mean, there, I know there are comfortable pullout couches because my, my parents have a very nice pullout couch uh, at their house that's like legitimately comfortable. But then I remember- well, I'm going to need the link. I'll, I'll, I'll try and I'll find it. I'll, I'll get it for you. But um, that's what we do. when we, when guests agree to appear on the show, we just trade them links to, to, yeah. to couches, different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I know they had one when I was growing up that was like, it was the classic one where like you could feel the bar in the middle. The oh, bar yeah. in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Well, pull out couch was like a stand up joke. Yeah. Basically. Well, for, like a it was si- like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. episode. Yeah. That's yeah. just like the Seinfeld episode has been ringing in my ears throughout this entire process. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, the other thing too is, like like if you go to like if you're i mean obviously ideally you're not buying this stuff off amazon in the first place but like with like smaller things if you go to amazon to buy it there's like five thousand like shell corporations right uh, based out of like china with like insane names and oh like my air fryer that's a vp cock <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like thousands yeah, of companies literally just like that vpcok and they all have like you know 4.6 stars or whatever and it's like okay well this is probably fine i guess yeah. but like they're all exactly the same and they're not that great quality and it's just like oh the future is really shitty it just sucks now oh yeah it's just things have just been like in a steady steep decline for the last 15 years. Yeah. There was like five years when the internet was like super usable. Yeah. And it's, we're, it's never happening. It's again, gone. Basically. Well, it's, yeah. it's hard to, I think with items like a pullout couch or like a futon or something like that, where it's like, you hear whispers that they're good now, but you've never <laughs> seen it. Yeah. So you're like, right. you know, like, yeah, Stefan would just said like, oh, my parents have a pullout couch. It's actually comfortable. You're like, but I think oh, they also, okay. it was like a custom made one too. I'm pretty sure. Cause so I was going like, to say, yeah, it's like, but it's but, like, but do this you, is as you know? reliable as like, I have a friend who saw a ghost one time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> And then I think that's what I'm saying, I think is the problem too, because then you get into the, like you get into the chase of it. Like at least in 1997, you're like, well, look, I need a pullout couch. It's the only thing that makes sense for this room. I know it's going to suck and I know my guests are going to hate it. But they every pullout couch sucks. Yeah. So you just mm-hmm. buy one and it is what it is. But now it's like, yeah, items that previously used to be bad, you hear these rumors that they're good. Yeah. And so now you're like on the chase. You're like, I got to 
I, right. I think pull-out then, coaches are good now. I yeah. got to find the good one. And then if it's not good, you feel like you fucked up because you're like, I've heard they're good now, but mine sucks fucking shit. Right. And then like three years pass and an investigative journalist publishes an article about how all the positive reviews were written by robots. Yeah. And... Uh, you have to start all over again. Yeah, because you always you do see those pictures of like the like the review farms, basically, right? Where yeah. it's like yes. one person sitting and they have like two hundred phone screens in front of them, and they're just they're just reviewing the same thing, like an app or a game or whatever on Amazon, and like it's you have to do so much more research now than you used to have to, and it sucks. Yeah, it's brutal. I will say <laughs> this is like I feel like I have to bring this up because it's both related to what we're talking about and also extremely socially media social media related like five or six years ago i went like mildly viral on twitter and several other websites because i posted about an experience i had buying a doormat on amazon oh i think i remember this yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i would i was trying to buy this like a plastic doormat that has like you know fake grass that you rub your feet on like a really like for when you've got real shit on your shoes you know and i saw one with a bunch of good reviews on amazon and i ordered it and the thing that arrived was like a piece of foam (laughs) with a photograph (laughs) of the texture of the right doormat (laughs) printed on top of it and like in the item description, there's pictures of it from different angles where you can see like the texture of the grass, like sticking up. There's no, and like when I went to go, it was like obviously a third party seller. And when I like went to get a refund, they were like, oh, I think it's a problem with like the resolution on your computer that that it looks different than the photo. And I was like, that's not what's happening at all. (laughs) Um, And I ended up like, it's just the juxtaposition is so funny that like it ended up going somewhat viral. I got like a bunch of free doormats out of it from the company that actually makes it. And I got double refunded somehow. Like I ended up flush with doormats way. I came out way for every room. That's great. (laughs) I mean, basically. Yeah. Um, But it was so weird because like, multiple people like this is such a common experience like so many people have gone through something similar and there were still people who in the responses to my tweet were like you made this up to go viral as if like anyone knows how to successfully go viral yeah and organically also, anyway. everyone's been fucked over buying something online too like it's and very also like thing. if i could manufacture a fake doormat like that this is what I do. That's like so <laughs> outrageous. Yeah. The other thing too, with like buying like a doormat or something or whatever, any sort of item. And I, I had this when um, I bought something off an Instagram ad last year uh, and John and Dan know oh, all about boy. this. It was, it was oh, called. Uh, oh, it was good. It was, it was actually good. It was actually really good. good. Yeah. It's called a Bino board and it's like a, it's like a tabletop soccer thing where you're like flicking a marble around and it's like really well made. It's extremely fun. It was like everything I hoped for. Yeah, it was definitely a worth the money. Of use out of it. Um, but it's this is the classic thing where you buy it. You only need one thing. You buy it, and then all the ads you're getting are for the thing you just bought. The and thing it's like, you just I bought. don't need yeah. another Bino board. I and have they give one. you de- it's like deals too. Yeah. It'll be like oh now they're three for a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I you're guess like, the I idea is one. maybe you'd like. I don't need four. Buy it for your friends or something. But I like guess. it's just. But like it's the same thing. Like I feel like if you buy a doormat or like you know you buy like an umbrella online or whatever. 
all you're just gonna keep getting ads for them. Oh, hey, you like umbrellas? Yeah. yeah. That famous thing that everybody has 15 of? <laughs> yeah. You want another one? That's hell. It's so bad. Now, did the doormat that you got from the real company kick ass? Was it like a sick doormat? Oh, yeah. I still use it. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's like heavy duty for like really when you have a lot of yeah. shit on your face. I mean, I feel like it's a doormat like, is never going to be good enough that it like changes your life. But like, no, it, it's no. A, a good doormat is like nice to have. A good sure. doormat will keep your house clean. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, yeah. But, yeah, I guess uh, you're not seeing on Shark Tank where they're like, we've revolutionized yeah, we've the doormat. We've reinvented the doormat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Internet of Things doormat where you can like post from it. That could be fun. Yeah. Or it like, it like tells like if you stand on it in bare feet, it can tell if you have like a disease or something. <laughs> yeah, right. It tell your gives you your uh, blood pressure like a, reading like or your a, your pulse. Yeah. Foot disease. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, oh, you just have a, like you have really narrow <laughs> range of <Yeah>. diagnostic. <laughs> well, it's like the thing with um the the Apple HomePod where uh, recently they were like, oh yeah, we've like updated the software so it can like detect like the temperature in your in your room or whatever, or whatever. and it was like so that was just always in there that technology like how you how does that work as like a software update like this was that just always in there and you guys just activated it now like, like what are you what doing? else is hiding in there yeah. that you just need to activate yeah it's terrifying it's not good or just like i mean this everyone knows about this but like fucking obviously like planned uh obs- obsolescence is like a thing and yes. it just like sucks so bad but like computers like the battery life just getting so bad right away. And I'm sure part of that is me just like not taking care of my computer. But no, like, but no, it's not you. It's, it's, it's so, it's so annoying. And like AirPods, especially, I mean, I, I know people have problems with AirPods, but like they Those just seem like a hundred percent designed for you to lose them. Like, I, I somehow never have lost them. I never got, I never was going to be in the pocket of big AirPods. No, I saw, I saw those get invented <laughs> oh. and I was like, never, I love ne- I, never happening in my I life. Love my well, first of all, earbud headphones are dog piss. If you like an earbud, get fucked. Uh, it's for me. It's good for like running, like jogging and stuff. Okay. And, like, though, like one time you jog a year and then <laughs> yeah. like, and then I jog, yes, it's one, you could lose I, I jog them. once, but it's just a really long jog. <laughs> Yeah, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you could lose them easily, like you said, Emily. Yeah. And yeah, well, but you could just... do you can do find my AirPods, and it and it like buzzes, and then you'll you know it's yeah. Anyway, stupid. I know a lot. I've, the, AirPods I feel like seems very stupid. There's been me. like an AirPod backlash recently that I, I've seen. I was on it from post. the start. Yeah, I was a hater. I love them personally, but I also have another set of like nice like over your headphones. You gotta too. have cans. Yeah, no, I do. You gotta have the big. I, cans. I've got I've got the cans, and I've got I've got the buds. Um. <laughs> But they do, they do just feel like they still manage to feel cheap, I think, um, which is, and the battery life just gets obviously worse and worse, like, like faster and faster. But like, I've had this phone for like three years now, I think. And it's definitely like, it's on its last legs, you know? Uh-huh. But I think that's, is three years how good for you? a phone? I don't how know. How are you coping with that? Are you okay? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> thank you for, thank you thank so you much. For for, thank you for infantilizing Stefan and please continue to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to do on this show as well. I, I mean, a lot of times people suffer in silence about this stuff and yeah. I think it's time that we stop that. Well, I think what I'm looking forward to the least is that like all my password shit is on here and like, like the face ID stuff for like. That all transfers. No, no, I know it does, but it's like such a pain 
pain in the ass to do like it's but then no, they, it's like, not redo isn't a bunch it? Of your, every time you get a new phone all of a sudden you're like i'm sharing my location with my mom yeah. when did that start and yeah. like <laughs> that part is true but i feel like it's pretty easy now you like turn on the new phone and it just goes oh you have another phone in the oh room. i guess i'm thinking yeah because before this i had an android and so android to well, iphone that, was i mean i had a google pixel which i liked it was a good phone but I went Pixel to iPhone, and that was the price. Come on. It's, it's not that boring, I don't think. It's not, a, not that it was yeah. boring. I was, like, making fun of you for having an Android. That's fine. Well, look, I liked It the, wasn't that the story was boring. I liked the green text. I thought it was... Uh, but it, the Pixel was a nice phone. The, the green text, good. there's nothing worse than... You, ever, you know when you're out <laughs> in a bar with your fucking boys, you know, and you meet a fucking hot chick, and then you go to text her, the and green it's green? Text, yeah. You're like, what the fuck, man? This has been something that's been on your mind for... <laughs> I'm always at the long. bar. No one's got to talk about it. Yeah, no right. one is talking about this. <laughs> I just wrote. I just wrote a new five right here. Yeah, yeah. That was only thirty seconds, but a there's real a fi- loose five. There's yeah. a five there. There's well, a five. It's thirty there. seconds of the joke, and then four minutes, thirty seconds of laughter. So <laughs> that's a great point. It's like yeah. if you only laugh once a year, if it's for four and exactly. a half minutes long. Exactly. I, I did. Got a, I, I did. Got a JFL I, showcase <laughs> coming up, and I'm gonna. Sorry, I Andrew. haven't yeah. done stand up in like five years or something um and maybe four or five congratulations years, and I, that's good thank you so much yeah. and i had a dream the other night that like some friends were trying to talk me into doing it again and i like in the dream sort of stumbled upon a really funny joke premise and i was like okay i'll do it like i have to i have to say this on stage and like when I remembered the dream, I remembered what the premise was. And the premise was literally <laughs> my life turned out different than I thought it would. <laughs> that's relatable, though. That is. That's half the battle. Right that's, there. A, like, that's a Nanette I texted, right there. I yeah. texted the friend who was in the dream and she was like, that's literally every joke premise. Yeah. <laughs> like every every joke is a variation on that idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Mitch Hedberg joke. Like, oh, this is a photo of you when you were younger. Yeah. yeah every yeah. photo yeah. is of you when you were younger. It's like the same concept. <laughs> have you ever written a joke in a dream before? Because I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I have. They're so... always great. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, it's only happened to me once, and I was having the dream, and mm-hmm. in the dream, I was on stage telling the joke, uh-huh. and then I, w- I woke up and I remembered the joke like word for word. That's incredible. And I it feel was like, like a five minute joke. Yeah. And it worked the first time I told it and every other time I've ever told it. What? Yeah. Which what? bit was it? It's the one about my uh, about curling. Okay, be more specific. Well, I this is such a Canadian conversation. Well, John is a John is a professional a, curler. I used to be a high level curler. He was ranked uh, okay. what? What in the world? Seven. Every time I know, but every time I bring it up, you're like, you're ranked what in the world? Like, yeah. you know, it was twenty five. Just say twenty five. I didn't know it was twenty five. I forgot. Anyway, wow. <laughs> thank, thanks. I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the problem was because people would always be like, when I started doing stand up, I was still curling really competitively, and people would be like, you must have lots of jokes about curling, and I genuinely didn't because the jokes were always too inside. Like I couldn't course, write a joke yeah. that was you know, palatable for the masses. And then my brother-in-law is deaf. So the joke is about how there's not really a sign for curling, but like the signs for almost every sport are like an action from that sport. 
So then it's like inventing, like, what would that look like? It's got a lot of physical act outs. Right. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so it's, yeah, it's, it's not like. That's a fun bit. It's not my like and the favorite whole, joke the whole ever, bit came to you in a dream? Literally, like, I genuinely woke up from the dream, basically told the joke that I was telling in the dream on stage and it worked. Wow. wow. Okay, none of the jokes I've written in (laughs) dreams have been... It's the closest I've come to actually, like, achieving joke structure in a dream was that I dreamt that um, me and my friend were writing for the roast of Norm MacDonald. (laughs) Yeah. And the joke that we came up with was, Norm MacDonald is so irrelevant, even the Latin language won't take his calls. Uh, and then I told my husband and he was like, I don't think the Latin language is irrelevant. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm suing you and I hope the lawyer does it pro bono. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just lost my own case. Uh, ha- now, OK, so uh, but I will say yeah. I'm not I'm not it's not like a brag because first of all, yeah, it's not like the best joke I've ever written, but it does work every time I do it. The other thing, or I mean, most of the time should be that you actually remembered something from your dream. True. That is very hard for me to do. And, but it's never happened yeah, before. Yeah, but it doesn't or take since. like skill to remember it. Like it's not something impressive to remember it. It's uh, just, but, but that's specific luck. Though. I yeah. guess I forget. Yeah, it's luck. Cause I forget most of my it's dreams. That, that feeling of like waking up from like a cool dream and being like, oh, I, I'm, I can feel myself forgetting this dream. Oh, it's yeah. like, I hate that feeling so much. It's oh, infuriating. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that anyone has said on this podcast so far that's worth bragging about is being 25th in the yeah. world in curling. And even that is kind of borderline. That's yeah, very, that's, that's that's very yeah. borderline. <laughs> yeah. Now, but you're a TV writer. Have you ever had like an idea for a scene or something come to you in a dream that ended up like in a show? Because that feels so. like it would be more possible than like writing a stand up bit. No, no. no? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, like, I guess that seems more possible, but no, I've never nothing. I everything in a dream sounds like a really good idea. And then it's always a terrible idea when I actually remember it. Um, yeah. Every so often I'll think of something when I'm like stoned out of my gourd. That'll be a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's more that's more likely than right. Yeah. Doing it in a dream. That's fair. Yeah, I definitely like when I started doing stand up before I ever did it, I had like eight pages of jokes, like Microsoft Word pages. And I like I don't think I have it anymore. But man, I would wow. love to think of like what I thought was a good joke. I would before love to I see I started. I mean, oh, boy. I had a um, I probably can still access it. I have a spreadsheet in google docs of all of my like earliest stand-up jokes some of them written out verbatim others of them just like shorthand that are like ranked abc and also how long they are and when i wrote them wow so you're one of those comedians (laughs) oh yeah baby Uh, I'm also just like, I have ADHD and I'm like, I forget stuff if I don't have a way of remembering it. So it's like part of it was to sort of keep track for myself, but then also part of it was like trying to take it seriously and be like, what, what's working? You know what I mean? For sure. Also putting together a spreadsheet is like really fun. I love putting together a spreadsheet. Oh my God. 
I'm not. I'm not really a spreadsheet. I love. I love spreadsheets so much. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's so functional. You know what I mean? Like once it's all done, it's very satisfying. Just to look at. Yeah, it's nice to look at, and like once you figure out the utility of it, it's like it's kind of hard to go without it for certain things. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I've gone. I've gone basically my whole life without. I've been, I've been using like it for spreadsheet. for our uh, hockey pool. I, I bet you have. I, I have so many spreadsheets. The I mean, only spreadsheets I like to do are after the bar when I meet some hot chicks. Do uh, people people have made that joke before, right? Have they the spreadsheet joke? Yeah, or you like? Spread- Did you dream oh, like that one up getting too? Spread in the sheets. Or <laughs> I was thinking of more of like yeah. you just actually like take the sheets off, like you pull the sheet down, like the top. You sheet. spread the sheets. Yeah, like literally spreading the sheets. I wasn't even thinking like gross enough to be like, yeah, spread uh, them in my. Have you guys um, ever tried uh, folding a fitted sheet? I mean, what is that? <laughs> what are we doing here? You know? Oh my god. It is really hard to fold a fitted sheet. Oh, I know sheet. it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, more people should be writing <laughs> jokes. Really easy more to, people need to be talking about this. Yeah, yes, they real. need to be. It's very easy to crumple one, though. I tried to Google how to fold a fitted sheet, <laughs> and now I bought 10 different fitted sheets. Honestly, that, that does strike me as a Google search that would just it yeah, would be a disaster. Yeah, it'd be like best fitted sheets for 2023. I mean, I, I think probably I'm looking it up right now. the best case scenario fold. would be if you get like a WikiHow article or something. That's probably the best thing. Or like, uh, it'd be Quora, I'm guessing. The first result that comes up is a YouTube video. And then the next result is how to fold a fitted sheet according to Martha Stewart. Okay. I don't want to watch it. That's the other thing. I and mean, then there for- is, this very much feels like a, uh, then there's WikiHow. And then the next one is how to fold a fitted sheet 2023 ultimate guide, but the article was written in 2022. <laughs> so good shout, Emily. And the website is called Sleepopolis. That's so good. I, I, that's like my, <laughs> when they add 2023, like, like the, the idea that, the, the, rule, the rules the technology have is changing yeah. so fast for how to fold a fitted sheet yeah. that you need the most up-to-date guide. You're still folding a fitted uncovered. sheet like that? Are you in 2022 yeah. over here? What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? What is on? wrong with you? Everything's yeah. changed. That's another thing, though, where, I mean, for the fitted sheet thing, maybe that's fine because it's like a short video. But when you're like just like asking Google like how to do something, whatever it is, I would much rather like read about it. And read like a short, like thirty second article, then watch like a four and a half minute video with like no oh, yeah. proper like close captioning or like visuals. Like it's just like I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch a fucking video ever. Uh, uh, no, me neither. Uh, on how to do stuff. The video I end up watching the most is how to tie a tie because I always just forget how to <laughs> oh, tie really? a tie, and it's always like, "Hey there, lads." Uh, James back with you how to tie a tie. This is like a tie influencer or something? Yeah, it's yeah. like it'll be, have like 7 million views and there's and it's it's like a recipe blog. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, you're going for a night oh, on the yeah, town. God. What kind of tie do you want? Okay, it's important to start like this. And it's just like, fuck, man. I mean, just get to the tie. The recipe, the recipe blog thing is so cliche at this point too, but like it really is still like a huge problem. Where you yeah. go to find a recipe and it, and it is the huge blog More post. More people need to be talking about this. <laughs> Honestly, for real. But but what makes it worse now is it's not a problem. They all have a little arrow button that will take you down to just the recipe. But, all you got to do is scroll. But it's not an it's not an issue. A lot of times, I feel like they have like the fake. It's like how they have you know how they have like fake download buttons sometimes where it's like which one is the real button I feel like right, it, it'll yeah. be something similar like because there'll be all these I like the idea I thought you were gonna say it has a fake down arrow and then I was I like the no, idea of a recipe blog like faking you like there's two parts faking to the you story out, like no you're gonna read it's, more yeah, about my life it's more, exactly. I think for me it's more like the the down arrow now is like hidden because there's so many pop ups 
or like pop unders or just like ads like all over the place now, especially on, on your phone. Right. Like, like going to like, well, a, yeah, I mean, oh. looking at a recipe on your phone, that's on you. You can't look at it on your phone. I you know. have to bring your laptop into the kitchen I and know. just accept that you're going to get marinara. on it. No, I know. I've got, I've got, that's the only way to do it. I've got like the America's test kitchen app and I've got it on like my tablet and everything. And like, that's, that's the way to do it. But sometimes it's just very convenient just to have it on your phone, but then you have to like, you know, your phone turns off and you have to kind of like hold it up to your face and then you have like sauce on your hand and you're like trying, it's <sighs> the future is so hard guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, you know what the best recipe blog is my mom's cookbook. Honestly, you know, or whatever. There's yeah. your who, mom has a cookbook. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my mom's Julia child. <laughs> I didn't talk about that off the top of the show either, but uh, no, no, but just like, I guess my mom's like the book she used when we were younger. Yeah. I guess. No, right. my mom does not have her own cookbook. Does she, she have did, like, does she have like recipe if she cards? Did, nobody would buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> she is not a bad cook. Is she? You don't know. Well, you've told me uh, so actually my no, mom is an okay cook. Okay. All right. I would say, <laughs> wow. She would agree with that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I yeah. didn't have like one of those childhoods where it's like, nothing's better than mom's home cooking. It's right. like, yeah, no, nah, we, when we went out for dinner, we were like, that yeah. this is, this is pretty good. Actually. <laughs> this <is even> better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this part. <laughs> this part's really good. <laughs> I don't know. Did you, well, yeah, your mom's amazing at cooking. Is your, good, is your, cook are too, your parents yeah. good cooks, Emily? My dad's a really good cook. My mom, like, I think my mom is probably in, there's a, a few things that she does that I really like, but she also has like a completely different sense of taste than anyone else in our family. Oh. Like she likes things a lot blander than everyone else in the family. Uh. We're like, we'll make stuff that's too flavorful for her. Yep. Um, so no, she's not like the best cook in the world, but it's also, it's like, I think she cooks well for herself probably, right. but like, that's similar to my mom. For, my mom has the whole like black pepper is spicy thing. Like, right. like everything's spicy to her. It's like, I'm actually pretty excited because, uh, I just found out about a new, a new type of pepper. Oh. That they've been developing. Okay. New type of pepper 2023. <laughs> Honestly, genuinely, I think it came out maybe a few years ago, okay. but like it's pretty new. Okay. Um, pepper varietals are actually like really, really easy to develop new ones in short amounts of time just because of how right. their genetics it's not, it's not like apples because um, I remember there, it was a big deal no. when the, the Cosmic Crisp dropped a few years back. Oh, no, yeah. I think crisp, apples are quite a bit sick. slower yeah. because you have to like create a whole new tree. But, right. um, it's this it's a pepper called the habanada oh. so it's a habanero pepper yeah. that has a genetic quirk that makes it a zero on the scoville scale oh there was basically like a variation in the fields where like somehow these peppers were appearing on these habanero plants that were like just had no spice, but they also had no flavor too. Like they they were not flavorful at all. But then over 15 generations, they selectively bred them with habaneros so that they had like, they would breed a habanero with the one with zero Scoville. And then they would take the uh, the offspring of that and breed it with the zero Scoville. And then the offspring of that and over and over and over again until the peppers had all of the flavor of a habanero aside from the spiciness. Wow. And I'm like, 
I was like so excited to tell my mom about that because I'm like, she's going to fucking love this because she cannot take spicy food at all. Right. Um, so I'm going to grow some this year and I'm very excited. Like I, I ordered the seeds. I'm very excited to wow. see what they taste like. That's amazing. I, you're bringing me into a world. <laughs> I didn't know that like peppers are like weed. Like I'm on a website right now called pepperjoe.com. Yeah. And it's like oh. all these peppers have like fucked up names like they're strains of weed <laughs> oh baby yeah no yeah. i grew last year i grew um like trinidad scorpions yeah that's and, on here i see that yeah uh i grew ghost chilies i grew peruvian habaneros which i think are my favorite pepper i've ever grown um they're like little white whitish yellow ones that are just like smoky and sweet and so so fucking hot um, but like in a way that you're, you can kind of handle. Right. Um, yeah. Pe- my favorite thing about, I'm like, like, I'm a, I'm not like a huge pepper freak. My husband really likes spicy food. So I grew a lot of like really spicy peppers for him. And one of the things that I like about growing peppers is that like, it's a, it's a plant that just has so many different varietals and they are only ever going to sell like three of them in stores. <laughs> Yeah. And so growing them is the only way to have access to most of the varietals there yeah. are. These are all it's seeds. like one of those yeah. things where it's like if you don't grow it at home, you're never going to taste these flavors that have been created. Basically. Yeah, you're never gonna be able to experience Chaos X Purple Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> that one sounds like too intense. It's yeah. uh like- it's uh oh yeah, one point five to one point eight million Scoville. Okay. Okay, wait. So let me compare that to so Peruvian yeah, it's, it's, Habanero. Yeah, Chaos X Purple Reaper. And then I also, they've got Purple UFO, Wicked Ghost, F1, Wicked Ghost F1, uh, Black okay, Pearl yeah. Jedi F1. <laughs> it's like these, it's like weed strings. It really is. Thai Scorpion F1, yeah. Golden Nugget. Yeah. I mean, this shit's fucked. Those are all like that's like fucked up. Those are like too hot. <laughs> yeah. Pepper I mean Joe's. some of the some of the chilies that I grew last year were like basically I mean they're inedible. Yeah. Like if you don't like dilute them somehow. But I got a dehydrator and like Oh nice. grinding it up, it's basically a way of just adding like heat without adding flavor cuz you only need so little of it. Right. But yeah, I mean you can't handle them with your fingers. It's like Oh my god. Yeah, it's really intense. John, but should, should I'm we excited. Get in, to, we should get into peppers. It sounds like we should get. Into peppers. I, I mean, I don't like I don't like peppers, so okay. not for me. But like, <laughs> it, like some of these are scary too. Like this one's called Sepia Reaper X Pimenta Denade <laughs> Pepper Seeds, and it doesn't. It's, it just says origin unknown. <laughs> Scoville one million plus. I don't like yeah. I don't I don't I don't want, want a plus there. I need a specific like it again no, yeah. genuinely feels like that's like you're buying weed off of a sketchy dealer. I, I do feel yeah, like that's too much. At some point I feel like for for reference people need to understand what like a jalapeno is yeah. on the Scoville scale. Yeah, which and, is like, what? A jalapeno is like 5000. <laughs> okay. to okay. 9000. So yeah. a million. And a, habane- a habanero is 200 to 350,000. Holy shit. So if you're talking about something that's like in the millions, that's like it's weapons grade basically. What's your what's your preferred or or what's your limit, I guess I'd say. My limit. So like 
It depends because like I like I've gotten gradually more into like more and more spicy stuff. Um, I used to not be able to handle any of it. And I like forced myself to like try. And so I've sort of worked my way up. So like habanero is like kind of the hottest that I really enjoy. Yeah. But I also like adding it to like a soup, you know, where it's like you can diffuse it, but you really can feel it, you know? Right. Yeah. And is your um, husband but, like way, is he crazy? Like you said, he likes spicy stuff. Is he? Yeah, he's insane. No, he's yeah. just like, he has just liked spicy food forever. So I think he's built up so much of a tolerance that like stuff that he's one of those people where it's like, you know, if he goes to like a Thai restaurant, he's not showing off when he orders, but they always think that he is. Right. And they're like, he's a white guy. We're not actually going to make it yeah. the way we're supposed to. Yeah. And he, like, He's he likes things, but he kind of goes back and forth. Sometimes he doesn't actually like want to deal with stuff that's really spicy. But like the way he thinks about it is like if the dish is supposed to be this spicy, that's how spicy I want it. Mm. And a lot of dishes that are meant to be like if there's like a dish at a restaurant where they're like, we cannot make this less spicy. He's like, great. I'm tasting it the way it's supposed to taste. Wow. I'm the opposite of that. Yeah. I'm like, how do you can you? Throw a towel in there. What do you? How do you make the? How can you really soften the blow? I do. Of this I do me? remember a very good post from um, friend of the show Oliver, aka Bakun, mm. uh, who said he used to order from this Chinese place and he would ask for it like as spicy as possible. And when he would do that, he would hear someone in the background on the call being like, oh, "It's hot boy." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Sometimes when I call people, they also call me hot boy. Anyway, let's move on to our social media updates. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. Emily, we always like to start with the guest. What is going on on your social media? Oh, my gosh. Speaking of hot boy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that makes it sound. I just want to give everyone a minute to guess what I'm about to talk about. Yeah, that's a good point. Because when, you, when made, you said but... that, I thought you were. A, I, I genuinely thought like. Okay, you've decided that social media is sort of dead, and you're just cur- you've curated your social media to exclusively look at porno slash hot guys. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. I'm trying to th- okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take because honestly, here. that is not like a bad no. Like that like that would be almost the best timeline you could have in 2023. Right. Is like I just follow porn stars. that or like cute animals or whatever. Yeah, right. It's like, one or the other. Um, because okay, my guess is gonna be. Uh, I just started watching this on on Netflix because our our friends Tom and Demi recommended it, uh, and it's called Physical One Hundred, and it's this uh, show about like the most like in shape people in South Korea, and it's essentially like just like a physical challenge show, but everyone is like insanely jacked and fit and looks great. Is is it about that? Is it like an obstacle course show? Con- yeah, kind of. It's all. It's a little bit like Squid Gamey, also sort of like it's. Okay. It's really good. Um, you're both way off. Um, no. So I've been like trying to kind of spend a little bit less time on like Instagram and Twitter and like any of the sort of like websites that make me feel bad about either what my friends are up to or what it turns out their opinions are. Yeah. Um, and so like, I've sort of replaced it with like Reddit and TikTok and I like just gotten into TikTok like very recently. And I, 
one of the things that I've been noticing a lot on lives that like, I'll always watch it for a little bit when it comes up is like, there's this new trend on TikTok live. I don't know if it's a new trend, maybe it's old, but it's new to me where people will hold up a sign saying, I'm not going to talk until someone hot joins like, or my type joins the chat. And so it's literally like a, it's usually like a kind of hot person. Cause otherwise no one else will participate. Right. But, um, basically like letting letting people one by one into the live and then if they're not hot they just don't talk and then the person is like talking to them and they'll like hold up signs asking them questions about themselves but they won't talk and then when like someone who they think is hot finally joins they'll be like where are you from (laughs) and it's like this is all just so you can like try and meet hot people the fuck i this is a genius plan yeah that's like, that's incredible. Everyone who does this is a genius, even though very often their signs are misspelled. <laughs> wow. Damn, I think I should do that. TikTok is like it it really is like just next level shit. Yeah. Like it's stuff that I mean I would not a million years would ever have, have thought of. It's just, and, I, and I mean, it makes me feel very old, but I, I also love it. It's great. I feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, I knew I had to kind of learn how it worked if I didn't want to just become the oldest person in the world immediately, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I feel like I have to know what's happening on there. And my mind has just constantly been blown by like what people are doing to entertain themselves on there. It's like, none of it makes any sense to me, but I'm just enthralled by it. Well, I will say I did like that you, cause we, you know, obviously we've done 223 episodes of the show. And a lot of times people will say in their social media update, like, ah, you know, I've been trying to spend less time on social media lately, but I like that you chose a different approach where you're like, I've been trying to spend less time on Twitter and Instagram and more time on TikTok and Reddit. Like, yeah. you're like, no, I, right. yeah. I still need to be on my phone. I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. to spend it in a Look, way. I still need something to scroll. Like, yeah. I, I just need to substitute it with people that I don't know Yeah. so that I don't feel as personally fraught about what I'm finding. That's, oh, that's <laughs> the way to do it. I really think. good yeah. idea. And I, I think for those people who do the live, they should have a clip. There's a, a very famous wrestling promo where Macho Man Randy Savage and Sting are about to enter into yes. a tag team match. And Macho Man Randy Savage refuses to do the promo. And he'll and so he keeps going. So Mean Gene is like, Macho Man, you got a big match tonight. Like, what are you going to do? And he's so upset and into the match. He just goes, not talking. Um, and that's when these <laughs> for like, people for like a full like three for minutes. like a Wait, full three can minutes. Can we back yeah. up for a second? It's Macho Man Randy Savage and Sting from the Police. Yes, it is Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> and Sting from the Police. Uh, Stuart Copeland is in their corner, and uh, yeah, and it's great. So it, yeah, he. And, and so then Sting is like, this is how fired up we are. Macho Man is so fired up. He can't even speak. But you know what? I bet he's got something to say now. Macho Man, what do you got to say? <laughs> and then he's like, not ducking. Uh, and that's what someone should do every time someone enters the live yeah, that they think is little, ugly. Or even like a gif of it. Right. A like, gif of just like, not ducking. Yeah. That'd be really. That's a great idea. I mean, I'm just trying to give. If you're on TikTok and you're doing this, I'm not on TikTok. I TikTok feel like- has they, they have lives of like people uh, doing like lotto scratchers. Those are always really good. Oh, oh yeah, there's also people just doing like online puzzles and like getting people to help them with the puzzles. Yeah, yeah. I've also like I joined TikTok and like the first video that I really made on TikTok, I was like, I feel compelled to learn how to use TikTok in order to make this video. Was I got really 
obsessed and upset about the fact that there are all these people doing tarot readings on TikTok lives that are fake, where they will take a recording of someone else doing a live from another day where they're like pulling cards for people in the comments. So people in the comments are like putting their name and their sign and like asking their yes or no questions or like just asking for readings basically and giving monetary gifts oh my in order to get the attention of the person doing the live. Yeah. And the video is just from like a completely different day. Wow. And no one in the comments is like catching on <sighs> to the fact that it's not actually live. But I watched this like one user doing this live enough times where I was like, this is the same video. I've seen this. <laughs> Like I've seen this multiple times and she just said what time it is and it doesn't match what time it is right now. (laughs) Tomorrow is Christmas. I know everybody's really excited uh, for Santa to come tonight. (laughs) But it is like I it, it has not stopped and there is nothing you can do about it. Like TikTok will not do anything about this. It's like. The bi- and it's like the thing I said in my video about it that makes me, I think, the most nuts is that psychic readings are already a scam. Yeah. You don't need to introduce another level of scam to it. Like, that's just yeah, cruel. pre-taped psychic readings. That's good, yeah. actually. Well, uh, yeah, maybe maybe I, we got to do that. I know. We've been, we've, looking, we've been, for a we've been looking for a grift on yeah. this show for quite a while. Um, I mean, that might be the thing. Yeah, to do. some like right wing transphobes sort of ripped off the concept of our podcast, and they're making way more money at it than we are. So we're kind of oh, so we're no. kind of thinking like maybe we gotta yeah well, we got a grift. But the problem is we have like a you know like a soul and a conscience. Let me let me so, tell you the so grift. tarot could be or psychic. I don't know if you and I could pass as tarot guys, but I think we I mean could pass I, as, Irene could help me because well, she does tarot. Yeah, readings, so I know. She could help. So Irene, could I don't help know if you, she would but, want to, but well, because I was thinking like Irene tapes it. There's also this thing that people do with these sticks, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like oh. these two long sticks that like wiggle around. And it's like, if they cross, it means yes. And if they don't cross, it means no. So they'll be like, <laughs> what is Stephanie going to get pregnant this year? I'm getting a no on that. <laughs> oh. Is Stephanie going to get pregnant next year? I'm getting next year on that. Like, <laughs> wow. That's a thing Let's do that. that that's even do. easier. We should do that. We have, so we have sticks. We can get some sticks. We could get some psychic sticks. The, what, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm Googling sticks, psychic sticks Reddit. right now. Okay. And it does say best psychic sticks for 2023, which is kind of crazy. But uh, the, the they're apparently that, called, and I have heard this term before, yeah. dousing rods. Oh, dousing I thought that was, rods. that's to find water. I don't too, know if it? they're dousing rods. Dousing rods are a specific thing for like looking for water. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, I think that's a water thing. But the okay, thing, wait. but maybe people are using it now for psychic. The readings. thing I remember it hearing say, about is uh, oh oh go ahead. Sorry, no. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, well, uh, uh, it, I'm trying to read it all at once. It yeah. says dousing is a type of divination employed in attempts to locate groundwater, buried metal, gemstones, oil, radiation, grave sites, malign earth vibrations, and many other objects and materials without the use of a scientific apparatus. Okay. It is also yeah. known as divining or doodle bugging. <laughs> okay. Is... I feel like that name's falling so, off. Maybe. And I also think that's what we, we should be the doodle bugs. Yeah. On and we just got TikTok the stick and yes. we're just waving the sticks. sticks around. The thing I yeah. saw on, on, or I didn't see it. Someone in our Twitch chat came in and told us about it. Uh, Cause Twitch banned um, uh, gambling. Like you can't do slots on Twitch anymore. Uh, which mm. was like, I mean, it's fine for us. We're not doing that. But like there were, there were Twitch streamers who were streaming to like 50,000 people, like all kids. And it was just them doing online slots for like 12 hours a day, 
just sitting in like an insane condo. There's one guy actually in downtown Vancouver. I think his name is Trainwrecks TV. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Who lives in this insane apartment in Coal Harbor. And you can see like all the mountains behind him and it's beautiful. And he's just sitting at his computer for 12 hours a day, clicking a button, doing online slots, losing hundreds of thousands of dollars or winning it at a time. And it's just all these kids watching him. And I think what was happening on TikTok is there were guys going to actual slot machines and casinos and letting kids in the chat pay to like to like <gasps> play slots. Like he would pl- play the slots on their behalf. What? And I think that got shut down pretty quick. But um, yeah. you don't just like pay. incredible like next level scams. It was so funny. <laughs> I love it. Don't like that. That's great. What's going on in your social media? Well, this is definitely related to what we were talking to before about how just it, everything online has gotten worse and worse. But um, Twitter recently, uh, I mean, Twitter is just obviously total dog shit now. Sure. Um, you know, if you go back to, I think it's better than ever. Okay. <laughs> if, you go, if, you, if you go back I pay to eight like bucks a month and it is as good as it gets, there was, <laughs> God damn, I, Dan actually does, but he just did it. So he, he could pretend to. to be Jesse, he which was to. fine. Yeah. yeah. I unsubscribed, from but you show. still have the check mark, right? Yeah. Until my subscription lapse or maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I think Dan uh, doesn't, do you still have it? He does still have the yep. check mark. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh yeah, you do. Nice. But essentially, um, what, <laughs> what, it, so, Back in like November or whatever, there was that one night where everyone's like, oh, this is like the last night of Twitter. It's going to shut down tomorrow. And everyone was like sharing all their favorite memories and stuff. And like that didn't happen. But like if you compare, I mean, Twitter back then sucked too. But if you compare Twitter from you know last November to like now, it has gotten substantially shittier. There's like outages all the time. There are way more bots. The the fucking paid checkmark replies are, are worse than ever. Uh, Elon's doing the thing now where he's he's gaming it so you have to see his posts um, although I haven't blocked um, but right. the, the thing I've noticed now is in like embedded within replies so you'll click on a post and then you'll read all the replies and now embedded within the replies are promoted posts like ads yes. and it looks it just looks so shitty it just it looks so bad and it takes up like if you're on your phone it'll take up like half the screen if not more and the one that i saw um the other day and i mean it it just looks it looks so bad um it was uh not only was it a promoted tweet it was an obvious like crypto scam where it was like a screen grab of like a fake elon musk tweet being like oh this like crypto company is giving away free nfts or whatever so it was like super obvious that it was it was a scam um yeah, it's it's from prinkytech.com. And uh it's a it's a picture of Elon Musk next to a Tesla and then a fake tweet that says, "I just did an interview on CBC where I talked about crypto Twitter, which aims to help families become richer." Um, That's definitely the aim of it, and, I would say. Oh, yeah. They and, nailed that. Yeah, and this is a link to something on prinkytech.com, which obviously prinkytech. prinkytech and then the the account that posted it is called Enigma Ink Tattoo, and they said, "This is worth seeing for all of us." So like clearly the the fakest easiest to spot scam in the world but what has happened here and again keep in mind this is embedded within replies i'm just trying to read my friend's post and see the replies underneath it is that thank you that's yeah (laughs) that stupid um uh added context pop-up that they have now um, oh yeah which i i understand i guess that could be useful to an extent but it's literally just being used now for like pro elon stuff And in this case, uh, it says, readers added context they thought people might want to know. This is a scam. Elon Musk has never tweeted this, and the author of the initial tweet has no affiliation with Elon or the CBC. Neither does the website they've attached. The image attached to the tweet is simply an uh, an embed from the link. Um, And, like, it, so, 
not only is the ad half the screen, now the added context takes up the other half of the screen. So your entire screen- And you're like- None of this is related to what I was looking for. Absolutely not. And also, how fucking stupid do you have to be to need a warning to not click on that? (laughs) It's insane. Very stupid. Very stupid. Yeah. So I... I uh, clicked on it. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I lost all my Dogecoin. <laughs> um, I, I took a screenshot of it and I said, this is a promoted scam tweet showing up in the middle of some replies with a huge warning sign to prevent dumbasses from clicking on it. The website looks awesome. Great work, you stupid fucks. And then this guy replied to me and I have to go to a different account to look at it because he, he did. He did block me. Oh, nice. Um, and he was like, he was like pretty mad about it. Um, oh, I have to. Because now it's doing the stupid thing. Where, do you want me to go find it? Well, you're not going to be able to see it because... <laughs> he, do you on. think he blocked me too? No, no, I found it. So it's this okay. guy who says, uh, their community notes, the writer doesn't have the authority to delete the tweet. Before these notes, the tweet would have been there without a warning. Seems like an improvement to me. Um, which is like, no, that's not how it works. Bef- before these notes, they didn't have embedded ads embedded, in yeah. the replies. So we wouldn't have seen that in the first place. And also... When people used to work at Twitter, scam promoted scam posts would get taken down. Yeah. And now what's happening yeah. is there's no one there to take them down, so Elon Musk fans have to add a warning so other stupider Elon Musk fans don't click on it and lose all their crypto. Um so this guy kind of got into it with me for a little bit. I I called him uh like a barely sentient moron. Um he ended up blocking me, but what was very interesting here uh and I don't know how uh, Emily, uh, how familiar you are with the concept of Dutch posting, um, which is something that I guess we sort of coined. Um, but basically yeah. what it is, is if you ever get like a really pedantic, annoying reply from some stranger, nine times out of 10, they're from the Netherlands. Um, is that true? It really is true. Yeah. And I had kind of, yeah. one of the best examples of that we ever found was the, uh, the Notre Dame one. Where the oh, where it, someone burnt down. Yeah, when yeah. Notre Dame burnt down and then someone corrected their yeah, this is it here. Someone just tweeted a picture of the Notre Dame on fire. Horrible. Hashtag Notre Dame. And then someone replied for a sense of scale, Notre Dame is four hundred and twenty seven feet long, hundred and fifty seven feet wide, and hundred and fifteen feet high. This is a massive fire. And then a guy replied, Europe uses the metric system. So that would be 130 meters long, 69 <laughs> meters wide, and 35 meters and high. And he was Dutch, right? And, oh, yeah. His name is Cohen Punt. <laughs> <laughs> guys, the guy's the Dutchest person who's ever lived. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, so, so I didn't notice this guy was Dutch. And then uh, our friend of the show, uh, Bertovo, Aaron, replied and was like, bro, like, look at look at what flag is in his profile. Yeah, and it's you the Netherlands just, flag. Just mute him. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it's just uh, like. I, That's it's, interesting. Yeah. I, like I've been to the Netherlands a couple times and. I guess you don't see people's tweets when you're just walking around. Yeah. And I'm sure I, I would apparently love to go to the their whole sense of humor is different. Like cause Stefan and I were pitching a book for a while and the chapter that we were pitching, it was a book about the internet and the chapter that we were, the sample chapter was about Dutch posting. And we found this book about this guy who was from the UK and lived in the Netherlands for a couple of years and wrote this entire book about basically how Dutch people process humor differently. And essentially mm-hmm. they have like, no sense of humor, which is probably <laughs> why they're still think it's cool to have like blackface Santa or whatever. Yeah. Going on there. Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, That's it was just interesting. It, it, I think it's it's the embedded reply thing is obviously totally insane. But what's even more insane to me is the people defending it as like a good thing. Yeah, like this is just good. just eating shit. Like what? Yeah. I mean, I'm look. I'm part of the problem. I'm still posting on the website occasionally, but like it's it's just crazy to me how it's just actively become like these are just horrible, horrible ideas. Like anyone. Oh, yeah. Like every idea he's introduced is horrible. And there's also just stuff about it where it's just like. This is so embarrassing for you, like the fact that Anya Taylor Joy's Twitter has been hacked and just unrecoverable. Is it still still hacked? I mean, it's still on private. I don't follow her, so I'm assuming that it's still hacked. But it's like she's a literal like A-list celebrity right now. And she can't recover her Twitter account yeah. under Elon. Yeah, because like, there's like a dozen people who work there. And like and six of them are his cousins. And she's also like, she's like his cohort in being like from like a, like an extremely wealthy family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like they probably have met at some like weird resort that poor people don't know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it seems like she would be able to get it back. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just gotten so much worse. John. I got a short one. Yeah. Uh, this is from our a tweet from our good friend Drill. Yes. Uh, who I thought perfectly encapsulated the vibe of Twitter these days. It's actually beautiful how half the posters here think it's open mic night and the other half think they're at some sort of permanent funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's exactly we, right. We've had Drill on before. Yeah. Great guest. Great, Great guy. guest. And, very, and, very rare to get a sort of drill, um, yeah. you know, like social commentary tweet. Yeah. But, uh, but he nails it. But, every he time. Na- but nailed it. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Because, yeah, I saw that. and I was just like, that is so true. Yeah. The post I always think that's of. The thing about Twitter. Sorry. Stephen, yeah. And that's the thing about Twitter that gets me now is that it is it has become this sort of cesspool. But there are still people who are just like, man, I'm just trying to get my jokes off. Dude. Yeah, it's crazy to me that there, people crazy. are still doing that. Like, I, I mean, I've said this. A the only person times who's before. allowed to do it is Chris Locke. Yeah, he's Chris. Chris is great. Everyone yeah. else, I, I'm not interested. I just post pictures of my cat and links to the stream or the podcast, and that's basically it. Yeah. Like that's all you can do. But the the post I always think of that's kind of similar to that is from our friend DB, and this is from like 12 years ago. But it was like uh, whenever a celebrity dies, Twitter turns into uh, one big toilet, and everyone's trying to shove a turd down it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like still true to this day. So so true. Yeah. Sad to see the celebs. The comics, the funerals. Yeah. It's all there. Anyway, speaking of funerals. I, yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm Sorry, I'm going to retake that. Okay. Speaking of burying people in the ground. Oh. Let's move on to our block tale. Okay, that was a good segue. I feel like that was maybe a bit of a better No, segue. that was very good, yeah. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see that post. It's a block tale. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. Emily, the yes. floor is yours. Okay. The thought crossed my mind too as we were like getting ready, where I was like, I wonder if someone has told this exact story because I was part of a like a group of people that were all blocked on the same day. And that day was um January 6th, 2021. <laughs> um, what happened on that day again? <laughs> So, um, yeah, like, let's all get in our time machines. If anyone can remember <laughs> what was going on on January 6th. Well, John, um, John was there, so. 
And that's why I don't remember <laughs> yeah. much of it. I was clubbed in the head yeah. by well, a secret okay, uh, so service member. Okay, so that is the thing. So there was... I used to live in New York for a couple years, like, when I was like starting out in comedy. And um, there was a comedian who, we, like, a bunch of people from New York knew who she was at January 6th. And... Like she was someone who, and I'm like, I'm not going to name her because like, she's extremely sensitive clearly about the fact that everyone made fun of her for being at January 6th. Like, I think I probably know who you're talking about. I've seen people posting about her. I think I'm sure you'll like, it's extremely easy to find out who it is. Um, I just don't want her to like name search and find me and send her like deranged followers after me. Um, But like, she was this comedian who was just like, just like your average, like mediocre, burlesque obsessed New York stand up uh, open micer, yeah. basically. And then, and she was like, I would say, like, she was not like a conservative person at first, but then she married this other comedian who's like much older than her. And he started getting really into Trump, like, yeah, in 2016. And she wrote like an op ed for maybe like the New York post or something that was like, uh, Oh no, my husband loves Trump and I don't like, Oh, well, love is love. (laughs) Um, and then everyone who read it was like, fuck off Ava Braun. Like, (laughs) why are you cool with this? This is deplorable. And, um, then when everyone's reaction to that was like, you're a racist if you're okay with him talking like that. Uh, she was like, okay, well, on second thought, fuck all of you. Yeah. And now she has a show on Anthony Cumia's network. Um, and I'm pretty sure that like she and that guy are divorced, but like she was basically radicalized by people not thinking it was cool that she was married to a Trump supporter. Right. Um, and then when she was, uh, when January 6th happened, a bunch of people I know were tweeting about her being there just saying like it's this is fucking crazy that she's at January <laughs> 6 and like uh i think all i did like i just liked a bunch of those tweets <laughs> and yeah. then i think i didn't even say her name but i tweeted like honestly i'm surprised that only one of the open micers i met in new york is at January <laughs> <Yeah>. 6 <laughs> like <laughs> thought it might be more um but i got blocked for i think i got blocked even before i tweeted that i got blocked wow. just, for, just liking, for liking the post yeah it's about her being there that's so funny and to I'm, be at january 6th and you're taking your time out of your day to like block people on social media as well <laughs> i know like through and a cloud like, of pepper spray like <laughs> serious like okay so she claims she was there as like a citizen journalist uh, sure okay, but yes. then she got like super butt hurt because people were tweeting stuff like hey we should maybe keep a list of the comedians we know who were at January 6th so we can not book them on our shows and her being like this is cancel culture like and it's like you're the one who said that free speech is the thing like everyone's just freely speaking about you literally being at January 6th which you are not (laughs) denying (laughs) but she claims she like left before it got violent and she didn't even know that like it was like getting bad or anything I was just interviewing some of the proud boys and I wasn't sure why (laughs) things I I don't know it was weird I didn't feel like things were heated at all and I you know I just thought oh they're there because it's you know Washington have we had anyone blocked by her before or 
I mean, I'm sure we've no. had guests on who are blocked by her, but it wasn't their block too. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, yeah. the I don't other thing so. too is like, I'm sure a lot of people got blocked by her and did not notice because right. they're not trying to see her tweets because <laughs> right. she's not funny. Yeah. So yeah, you'll see if she blocked me. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not missing anything. I guess. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let me see if she blocked me. Yeah, uh, I like how you already know who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh no, not blocked. Wow, not so, blocked. Yeah, I can okay. see. What's she politics. talking about? Interesting. Okay. Well, did did we? Uh, you know, yeah. Did we hook up on January sixth? Who's to say? You know, <laughs> sometimes when the fires are burning on the outside, they're also burning on the. That's inside. a great block, though. Very a political block. I haven't had one of those in a while. It's very like. good. Oh, yeah. yeah, very. Yeah. Good. I honestly like could not think of anything else because I kind of like sort of checked out of a lot of like online arguments like i just yeah. at a certain point i was just like i think i'm just like too old for this yeah. i just like have stopped trying to change anyone's mind on there yeah in any way or like i've basically also- aged out of the concept of my own podcast like i don't get blocked by anyone anymore <laughs> you literally like two seconds ago were like yeah i got blocked three days ago yeah by a dutch guy that doesn't count <laughs> that counts <laughs> i honestly like had forgotten about this completely until i was like I literally was like looking through my old text messages for the word block. <laughs> and then this was the only thing that came up. And I was like, holy shit, I completely forgot about this. Beautiful. That's perfect. That is yeah. really good. And we've got I, a listener block this week. We or? do, but I'm I was just gonna say uh that I'm just looking at her Twitter now and it's very good. One <laughs> of her most recent tweets is just of a I guess like a Viking guy, strong guy with uh, uh, two axes. Oh, jumping into the water. Jumping into I've the seen water. That one, yeah. And sh- and it's just like, men, what's stopping you from doing this? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Oh it's my re- God. Really good. It's just the like, the, the trad stuff and like, it's not. Oh God. Yeah. Like the white supremacy overtones of all of that like Viking shit is so. Yeah. It's not great. Gnarly. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. It's not great. We do have a great listener block, though. Okay. Uh, this is from Nick, and uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, the very good subject line, permanent suspension re-car compactor. <laughs> okay. So that's a great way to <laughs> start out. I'm intrigued, yeah. Hi, blocked boys and guest. My Twitter account of seven years met an unfortunate end last weekend when Kanye West made an anti-Semitic post and some blue checkmark Minecraft YouTuber replied to him in an equally stupid fashion. I'm unclear in whether or not the Minecraft guy was joking or not, but either way, I replied to both of them by threatening to put them in a junkyard car crusher and squish them both with the junkyard car crusher. (laughs) The next morning, I received an email letting me know my account was permanently suspended for violent threats. This is understandable because this was my third strike this year alone. Okay, well... (laughs) With my last one being when I told Governor Mike Huckabee I was going to put his head into a toilet, and the one before that being something more sincerely mean that I said to Texas Governor Greg Abbott, love the show and fuck Greg Abbott, Nick, also known as Spenny 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 in the Go Off Kings chat. Spenny, there you go. Well, thank you, Nick. So thank you, Nick. See you in the chat. There you go. Thank you for sending that in. If you have a listener block that you would like to send in, and if you would like to crush someone in a car compactor, <laughs> you can do so by sending an email to blocked at blockparty.com, or you can fill out the form on our website. You can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blockparty, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. This month, it was crazy. Stefan 
takes an L. He took his learner's test. He hasn't taken it yet as we record this episode. So who knows what'll happen, but it will be great. And uh, we'll see how well you do. Stefan doesn't know how to drive Emily. So uh, he's going to get his learner's permit and then I am going to teach him how to drive and we're going to film anything for content, anything for content. Basically, Stefan will be literally killing himself and me on the road uh, (laughs) in a single vehicle accident. (laughs) For the likes. Uh, But yeah, that's all up on our Patreon. We also have a great episode with our friend Dan O'Sullivan, uh, where I'm breaking down Goodfellas and people maybe will be mad about that. This is going to be an ongoing thing. My idea was, because Dan, uh, well, Dan, you're going to be mad about it. Dan O'Sullivan will be mad about it. But I like the idea of bringing a guest on and then getting very mad about your movie opinions because you don't watch movies. So we get you to. And the ones I do watch, people don't like. Yeah. Or like the ones I like, people don't like. Sure. So we get you to break down a a classic movie a couple months and then maybe the Discord can choose what it is. For the first time I've ever seen it. So I've never seen Goodfellas before. So that's the first one we're breaking down. Yeah. We just, we got a lot of. I saw that for the first time pretty recently. Did you you like like, it? Well, it was it was weird to watch it having watched Wolf of Wall Street first, right? Yeah, because you're like, oh, this was a, this is what Wolf of Wall Street was doing, and probably seeing like like memes and stuff too, like like yeah. Uh, yeah. Ray Liotta laughing yeah. and like um, yeah, that was the only part of the movie I liked. Yeah, I was like, Did oh, there's Ray the Liotta. Yeah, yeah, Ray Liotta. Yeah, this, this MF over here. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. <laughs> I always I always mix that one up. Ray Liotta. Also, wait, okay, is. Yeah, okay. Goodfellas is the one that's like about Henry Hill, yes, yes. right? Yeah. Who is like an informant. An informant, but also the thing that's so funny about um Henry Hill that I read in this other book that I was reading about like the witness protection program is that like when he went into the witness protection program, he was so bad at it. Yeah. Yes. Because he just kept calling home. Yes. And like kept telling, he would wear shirts that said witness protection program yeah. on it. He's insane. Like yeah. he kept having to get relocated because he kept committing crimes and kept telling everyone where he was. Yeah. They actually kicked him out of the program. I learned that yesterday yes. as well. They finally were like, yeah. yeah, you're not in here. You're not allowed in anymore. Yeah. Cause they started, yeah, started dealing like drugs in the program, uh, yeah. sleeping with all these women. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I doubt I doubt a lot of his story because it's like based on his memoir, right? Oh, and it's yeah. Like, I fully yeah, don't. Like, be- that he told to a guy when he was in the witness protection program. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. No. Anyway, that's all on our Patreon. That's right. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Block Party. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod. And if you like the show, tell a friend, Emily, we are here at the end of the show. And that means it's time for the top three. Three, two, one. Trois. Uno, 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 mustard. Three. Socks. Girlfriends. Uno, 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 uno. What do you have for us, please? Okay. Do you? Do people ever give you options and then you choose? Sure. Yep. Okay. I had two. I have a Jeopardy themed one. Love it. And a non-Jeopardy themed one. I want to do the Jeopardy one. (laughs) Okay, well then let's just do the Jeopardy one. Okay. Okay. So my Jeopardy top three is like the top three worst things you can do (laughs) in the anecdote. Oh, that's that's good. Sorry about that. That's really good. Can you hear the... The yeah, saw, right, this right, is the loudest it's ever been. Well, I, I, it's like I, directly outside. I genuinely the think they're sawing the wall right outside of this yeah, room. Yes. No, this is gonna not be. This is gonna be on the episode. Yeah, I can't take that out. Okay, no. well, hold on. Well, let's see. Let's wait if they. Oh my god! 
Let's wait like three <laughs> minutes. Well, that's why it was funny, Emily, when your assistant emailed me and was like, oh, Emily's maybe a little concerned about construction noise being on oh, the yeah. recording. I was like, I don't think Emily has much to worry about unless someone is like, <laughs> unless someone is literally building something directly beside her the entire time. Maybe we'll just have to ride this out for like two minutes here. Yeah. yeah. Well, n- give us time to think of our answers. Yeah. I mean, I already, I, it's a great question that I've thought about so many times. Yeah. And I am thrilled. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's so loud. Is this oh. so, are we editing this out or no? Like genuinely, I do. Like you can see the guy through my. Curtain. Yeah, he's right. He there. is literally yeah. like removing the stucco from directly outside of the studio. It was bound to happen. Do you at want some me point. to tell him to wait? Should I just like pop open the window and be like, "Look, dude, we're recording a podcast that I literally think we, can, we can get through it." I think. I think we're okay. Let's just yeah. let's just power. Through. You just want yeah. to power through. I think we just power yeah. Let's through fucking it. power through. All right. So Emily, top three worst things you can do in a Jeopardy anecdote. So for those of you who are not familiar with Jeopardy, there's three contestants in the middle of the first Jeopardy round. They take a commercial. When they come back from commercial, the guests are asked to give a 30 second roughly story that they get asked about by the host. Yeah. And what we know about the anecdotes is that the guest is responsible for giving Jeopardy multiple anecdote options. And they'll just pick one at random? Of which they pick one. Okay. Yeah, the way it actually works is like Jeopardy gives you like kind of like a five-page list of questions with where you answer things like, have you ever had an encounter with a celebrity? Right. How did you meet your current romantic partner? Yeah. Like, Have you ever had like sex? That. Yeah. You know, things of that nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you'd be surprised at the answer on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, yes. Uh, Emily, please start with your number three. Okay, so number three, I think probably worst thing you can do in the uh, Jeopardy anecdote is, and this is something I saw someone do recently, talking a lot about like high school, Uh, Uh, like people, there was one person who talked about like, like how he asked his prom date high school. um, And it just seemed really pathetic to me, but I think it would be even worse. Okay, my answer is number three, talking a lot about People who wronged you in high school and using their full names. Oh, my God. That, that hasn't happened, but I think it would be happened, pretty bad. But that would be worse. Yeah. That would be worse. But yeah. you're right. Yeah. Like, especially because I, I I remember the anecdote you're talking about, and I feel like it was like a 50-year-old man. It's like. It was someone who was old enough that yeah, that shouldn't, shouldn't be, be yeah. something you still think about. That's like, it crazy. was the type of thing where it's like, whoever he went to prom with is probably like, he's talking about me in his <laughs> first Jeopardy anecdote. Yeah. yeah. Like, Agreed. That's rough. Um, That's a great number three. Okay, Stefan, your number three. I get, so I don't watch it as much as the two of you. But, or, or at but all. I, well, no, I do occasionally. You're but stupid. I would say, it, just in general, like name dropping is just never, that never seems to be good. Unless it's like, literally like, oh, President Obama or something. Because occasionally you'll get like an army guy on or something. who like, but yeah, like, Or it'll be someone who's like, I play the flute and I played at the White House one time. Yeah. Yes, that happens That's a lot. That's a common yeah. one. A lot. Oh, I, I sang at Carnegie Hall. That was literally the woman last night. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, and Stefan, what it, I will say too is like, it's even worse when it's a boring story. Yes. Oh yeah. Like Ken will be like, so I heard you had a run in with a, uh, with a former celebrity Jeopardy contestant. Oh. And then they're like, yeah, I was at the supermarket and who else could be there but Martha Stewart? Well, you talked about the, one, even know- the guy the guy that you guys dislike. Oh, who- that's coming up oh, in yeah. my top okay, three. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you get to it then, John. My number three classic mistake that not, I, I would actually say not a lot of contestants make, 
but some do going too long. Yeah. You need mm. to have a sense of let's wrap this up mm-hmm. and you got to know when Ken is trying to help you wrap it up. Yeah. And often it's often how the story works is it's like you tell your 10 second, 15 second thing. Ken gives you a brief follow-up question that is meant to have a brief follow-up answer. And when you take that second question and make it long, it is so obvious. And I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm a long winded guy, (laughs) but like you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, this story sucks shit to begin with. Yeah. Cause, cause they'll be like, Oh, you met Martha Stewart at the supermarket. That's crazy. What were you making? And the answer to that question should just be, oh, I was making spaghetti food. Yeah. 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 But they'll be like, oh, actually, well, that night was my first date with my now wife, actually. And so I was making my specialty, which is lobster ravioli. So I was actually trying to get. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you got to you got to wrap this. Yeah. When it's too wrap long. It. Just don't go like into it. it assuming you're one of the most boring people alive because everyone else you've seen on the show is also one of the most boring people alive. So 100%. just assume you're one of them. uh emily you're number two okay my number two um worst things you can do in your jeopardy anecdote um just announcing your plans to cheat on the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would that would not be great yeah I like that you're taking this into more of a fantastical realm. Right. Yeah. That would probably be edited out, but I like, I just have too many pet peeves about it that I can't even allow my brain to be like, what would be the literal, obviously like whipping your dick out would be like a terrible thing. Right. Yeah. Like I get, yeah. I'm like, okay, obviously it'd be worse to like take a shit and then like hold the shit and then like rub the shit on the other contestants. That's, Okay, but yeah. yeah, in like the realm of plausibility, you could have someone like Ken's like, oh, I hear you have a unique training method for Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, I yeah. broke into the studio last night and I looked <laughs> at all the clues. So I read all the yeah. answers, actually. Yeah. That's why I have $9,000 right now and we're only halfway through single Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I changed the channel on my hearing aid to the same one as your earpiece. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if we're going sort of in the theoretical, uh, mine is sort of similar uh, to yours, Emily, but it, it would be, and this would be kind of funny also, but like, it would also suck if like your anecdote on Jeopardy was about the time you were on Jeopardy, where it's like, has nothing else happened in your life? Like, this is the first interesting thing to ever happen to you. Um, like your anecdote was just about yesterday when you won the Jeopardy game? Yeah, or, or even just like right now. You like, would be shocked as though as like how many anecdotes are kind of like that, sort of like that. Like, yeah. oh, I hear it's your lifelong goal to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Like, gen- I, yeah, mission I think accomplished. One of- Ever since I found out that it's like a set of standard questions that they ask you, I've been trying to work backwards and figure out what they are. (laughs) And I think one of them has to be, what is your relationship to Jeopardy? Yeah. Because so many of the, the anecdotes end up being like my grandma and I watched it every day or like, I actually met my wife at like a Jeopardy thing, you know, like, and you do get, they love, and I think they do this on purpose, but they love when it is, an immigrant who's telling the, the, they'll say like, I learned how to speak English by watching Jeopardy. Right. Right. That helped yeah. me learn, you know, yeah. my grandma barely spoke English, but Jeopardy was sort of the one thing like we would, the one English language thing we would watch together. And I learned how they love when a contestant has like that type of, yeah, yeah. they love that yeah. heartwarming. Oh, you know, yeah, my mom died and I'm playing this game for her. Yeah. 
Yeah. You hate that one. shit, though, huh? I fucking hate it. I mean, get it out of here. Yeah, no shit. You love Jeopardy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I will say it is interesting on Celebrity Jeopardy because you can tell, like, you know, our friend Ike Barinholtz just won Celebrity yeah, Jeopardy. Yeah, uh, but And Patton Oswalt also very, like, you yeah. can tell when people are lifelong Jeopardy fans yes. that are on Celebrity Jeopardy. And then you can tell when it's Wolf Blitzer. And then you can tell yes. when it's, they've never watched They've yeah. never watched it in their life. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Martha oh. Stewart is the best one of that. Did you hear that Ike is going to be in the regular tournament of champions? I did not hear oh, that. Oh, wow. They Whoa. invite for the first time ever, they invited the champion of Celebrity Jeopardy to participate Whoa. in the regular oh, season tournament go. of champions, and he's going to do it. Did oh, they announce yeah. that on the Celebrity Jeopardy show, or was it after? They announced that on the Inside Jeopardy podcast. Oh, <laughs> okay, nice. I haven't, I haven't listened to that pod yet, but is it actually good? I like it. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. I think you would like it. I don't it, John, know if I feel like. comfortable saying it's good, but I think you would like it as a Jeopardy <laughs> freak. Sure. Because sure. there's just little in like little tidbits you'll learn that you didn't know. I mean, I love and they have and they address all of the like contestants that everyone on the internet hates. They talk about it. Love it. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I mean you gotta that's watch, awesome you gotta that, that Ike is in the regular tournament yeah. of champions. Because I always yeah. thought Emily, you and I talked about this in the DM, but that is like sort of my goal is to just get famous to be on Celebrity Jeopardy. Yes. It's easier. It, it's easier. Like regular Jeopardy. It's sort, of, it's sort of like being in the World Cup because you're hosting the World Cup. Totally. Yeah, totally. I. It's like I I don't think I I might get lucky and win a game of regular Jeopardy, but yeah. I would say I'm probably just like a slightly above average Jeopardy player if yeah. I was actually on the show. But yeah. if I'm on Celebrity Jeopardy, I'm for sure winning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe not the whole thing, but I'm at least winning the first game. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. yeah. So 100%. that'd be so fun to get on it. But then I've thought about that. Like Ike was very good. Patton Oswalt's very good. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if they would ever consider putting a celebrity in a regular game. Tournament of Champions. That's pretty sick. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. They interview him about it, too. And he's like, I'm going to get smoked. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's going to be, he's like, I really hope that you go easy on me with like who you put me up against, but I'm going to get creamed no matter what. That's oh, awesome. That I love that. Uh, okay. My number two is when they tell an anecdote about a life goal or like a bucket list thing they're crossing off that sucks. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I will give you a very specific example. And Emily, if you've been watching your whole life or like, especially even in the last year, you will notice it is astonishing how it's many Jeopardy bleak. contestants tell the exact same anecdote, which is my goal is to visit as many national parks as I can before I die. It is astonishing how many people's <laughs> anecdote is that. And then it's always the like, which one's your favorite? Ah, I love Yellowstone. I mean, you can't argue with old faithful. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you also occasionally get the, uh, the class? This is a classic retired guy thing, I think, but like going to every baseball stadium or whatever. Yes. So yeah. you'll get that yeah. or you'll get just the like, I'm trying to drink as many craft beers as I can before I die. It's like, yeah, you're it's, an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it's never an exciting or interesting yeah. checklist. They're trying to cross off. And more than 50% of the time it is the about national the parks. national parks. That's so good. It's just yeah. brutal. Wow. Uh, okay. Emily, <laughs> you're number one. My number one, I think worst sin you can commit in a jeopardy anecdote, just in terms of both like, how um, stupid it would be and also just like how mad the audience at home would get would be 
disparaging Alex Trebek. Oh yeah, yes, one hundred. Has that ever happened? There's no way, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Are you no, one's no crazy but it's to... just like it would just be so unimaginable. Yeah. Like, because so many people's anecdotes too were just about like I loved Alex Trebek. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. I mean, you would just shoot yourself in the foot. You'd be. You'd be fucked. Even if you want, like, people just hate you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good number one. It would one. just be, it's like the easiest way to turn everyone, yeah. uh, the other contestants, the hosts, the producers of the show, <laughs> yeah. like if, if, everyone watching, Ken just Jennings, to make yourself the biggest villain of all time. Yeah. yeah, Ken Jennings would be like, so I hear you're a bit of a new Jeopardy fan. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I only started watching when you took over hosting Ken because I hated Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Ken's like, well, uh, thanks for being here at the Alex Trebek stage <laughs> at Sony Pictures Studios. Wow. Um, my number one, this is one that I remember vividly and I've brought this up on the show before. And this was when I think Facebook was sort of in its infancy. Um, but this woman's anecdote, and this is also kind of the best anecdote of all time, but I, I, I remember it specifically because I, I feel like, and I could be misremembering this, but I think she was on an episode with like, uh, like a guy in like military uniform whose anecdotes were always like so insane. It would be like, oh yeah, I like uh, went golfing with President Obama last week or whatever, like stuff like that. And her anecdote was, I am Facebook friends with a statue of an otter from my hometown. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I, I, it, it was like adorable and it's obviously very cute and very funny but I think just but in, it's like oh you got it that's like, not a story about no you. you clicked a button on Facebook you clicked a button on Facebook someone else's idea yeah those ones I think are like don't make me as mad as when they're like I'm in a nerd rap group that's the best anecdote of all time oh no what is a nerd core rap group then she answers the question then Alex is like losers in other words oh yeah that was Alex where he was like okay (laughs) he literally called her a loser that's one of the best yeah Yeah. god damn so good John Uh, yeah I mean my number one I mean I was genuinely so baffled by Yogesh's uh, four anecdotes he had one that was like fine one was like fine. He talked about getting really into roast battle comedy. Okay. Um, but then literally his other three anecdotes were I beat Ken and Brad in a buzzer in a, in a quiz game with a buzzer at, in a, at a, a nerd con or something like yeah. that. And also referred to himself as the only carbon-based life form to beat Brad and so Ken. So obnoxious. Uh, yeah. Because obviously Watson beat yeah. Brad and Ken. Then his other anecdote was that he used to play quiz bowl against James Holtzhauer in high school, which crosses off Emily's number three as well as my number one. Yeah, that's uh, a name drop as well. It's a name yeah. drop too. And then Ken was also like, uh, oh, you know, did you guys have like a rivalry? And Yogesh was like, well, I have two state championships and he has zero. Oh. So literally, and those were his first two days of anecdotes. Oh, that's so obnoxious. So it's yeah. literally like, I'm better than Ken, Brad, and James yeah. were his like and, But then first, the, the other one's even worse, right? This last one? And then the last one was, yeah, he said the, the prompt was basically like, oh, you know, I heard that you were a big fan of India Cooper, who is like a beloved former tournament of champions winner mm-hmm. and amazing player who has passed away who just passed away also. Oh God. And Yogesh basically started out by saying, Oh yeah, she was my favorite player growing up because I'm from India and her name is India. Okay. So I kind of related to her that way. And that's kind of always, cute. yeah. I mean, and I always liked the way she played yeah. the game. 
Uh, and then I had a chance to meet her once before she died. But before I could say anything, she told me that she was a big fan of mine. <laughs> and then I didn't, I don't, Emily, I don't think I told you this part, but he, but uh, he was just, yeah. So he says, you know, oh yeah, she told me that she was a big fan of mine. And Ken said, oh, because of your trivia prowess. And then Yogesh said, yes, and my blog and my podcast. <laughs> and then I am in a trivia slack, which I've talked about on the show before, yeah. like uh, with a lot of the very best quiz players in America. And those are also the type of pants you wear. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, they said, Emily, you'll love to know this. It would actually be impossible for her to compliment his podcast because his podcast started after she died. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Did he have one previously maybe or nope? Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> okay. So here's my question about, about him now that we're naming him. Oh yeah. We can, well, he was on the show. So, so okay. <laughs> he was, he, he was put himself out in the public. He was on, oh, no, not I, on I our like, show. On this podcast, <laughs> I'm not inviting him on this like, thing. You what? fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, you so he won four games famously did not make the five that would qualify three him for he the, won three he was on oh, four times because he lost the fourth oh, game right yeah 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 um do you want him to be in the tournament of champions well i not? think they're putting him in like i think they're because because sometimes three-day champions with high money totals make it in yeah and he had a very high money total for a three-day champ but do you want you sort of need someone you love to hate right doesn't that oh i want him in there yeah yeah of course (laughs) yeah absolutely let him in yeah i don't give a shit what about you emily oh i can't decide i can't decide i mean i do want to see what would happen if he's in there but it's like Oh God, I'm too, I I also can't watch him anymore. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be, it it has to happen. I guess I do. I guess I want it. I think they're go. I like, I genuinely think they're just going to find a way to make sure he's in it. Yeah. I don't know how, like uh, if they have to change the rules or what they have to, because he got so much press after it was over. Like, yeah, they got it. Yeah. I mean, if he like from everything I know from the people that I know, um, in this trivia slack or whatever, like he is genuinely one of the best quizzers in America, yeah. but he just to like, three he in a row, couldn't I mean, figure out the buzzer. Yeah. He couldn't. So figure it's out like, the buzzer, if he yeah. figures out the buzzer, Look then out. maybe he could win the tournament of yeah. champions. I don't want that. So that's the other thing is yeah. like, you have to consider it's like, Ooh, I want to see him back. Cause then he might get smoked by Chris Panulo or but he's probably you know, practicing yeah, but with Meyer or whoever, but yeah. then you're like, Oh, but what if he figures out the buzzer and yeah. he wins? Yeah. Wow. Uh, what if he I, yeah. I kind of, li- I like the story better of him not coming back. Yes. Like, I think I like it better too, especially like because I want of his him whole, back if I could decide how it goes, <laughs> Yeah. especially too, because of his whole, like, blog post where he talked about how jeopardy shouldn't be considered the be all end all of quizzing. Cause you're only allowed on the show once he's like, imagine yeah. the Olympics. If you're only allowed to be in one Olympics, like that was his sort of comparison. So it's like, it would be sort of almost more funny too to hit, to never let him on the show again. Cause yeah. it's like proving this imaginary thesis that he thinks Well, is- he's also like, even if he did come back, he'd be like, well, they made me wait so many years to be on the show. Like he had been auditioning for a long yeah. time and yeah. getting close, but obviously being an asshole to the producers when he was auditioning. And so they just wouldn't put him on. And then he was like complained that he was past his physical prime when he was on. He's not even 40, by the way. Like, 
For sure. So like the buzzer? Yes, that's yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, that oh. he should have been on earlier. He would have been better at the buzzer. God damn. I, okay, Emily, t- Emily what, is your, your what is your most <laughs> unfounded thing about Jeopardy? Because my thing is, I have no delusion about me winning a game, but uh-huh. I do genuinely believe I'm elite at the buzzer. I've never done it, but like oh, really? I have very good hand-eye coordination. I'm very good at video games. I know a, I know a, a few secrets about the buzzer, some unspoken mm-hmm. secrets like there's because the, the thing is to speak. them. Yeah. So the thing is, if you push the buzzer down right before the they open up the buzzers, it locks yeah. you out for, a, qu- you for out. a quarter of a second. But apparently you can push the the knob or, or the button halfway down and the thing doesn't pick it up. So people who are oh, really good at the so buzzer actually ahead. figure out exactly how much to push it down where they won't get locked out, but they'll be able to buzz in faster. So yeah, I just, I just genuinely think I'd be a lead at the buzzer. I, I don't think I'll win still because I don't know enough, <laughs> but that's my yeah. unfounded. What's your, do you have an unfounded jeopardy thing like that? Like a belief about myself. Yes. Like if you were I to mean, be on jeopardy, what's your sort of like outlandish unfounded. So my feeling is like, if I was there, like, cause, okay. Another thing about Yogesh is like anecdotes about him being hot shit is I was like, that is bad strategy because it's making everyone he's competing against bet huge in the daily doubles against him. Totally. Yeah. Because they think that they have to, to beat him. Um, I think I would go on and I would tell an anecdote about me being an I- idiot and then that would help me as That's the smart. game went on. Yeah. But I think that like, one thing that I thought I went to a taping in, in December and one thing that I a thought that went through my head when I was there was I was like, I wouldn't be nervous at all. If I was on the show, I'd have no nerves about it. I would just be like, yeah, I'm fucking here. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? I was like, that would carry me is I would just not feel any amount of fear or nervousness. And I know First hand that that's not how your nerves work. Like you don't, <laughs> you cannot predict when they're gonna kick in. Yeah. Like, but that's what you think in your mind is like. I just wouldn't be nervous. And I that just would be had my this superpower. conviction when I was there that I was like, I would have such an advantage over everyone there because when I was when I would be up there, I would just be so fucking clear headed. Just about so it. chill. I would be. I love so that. Chill. That's actually a I'd great. So that's a great like unfounded thing. <laughs> I think that's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe you as well. I think that's definitely like there is and and maybe this is rude to say, but there have been Jeopardy contestants over the years that are like genuinely having a mental breakdown while they're playing the game. And oh, yeah. I love watching it. I think it's like exciting <laughs> as hell. It's yeah. like this woman or man, it they've they're failing like yeah. they have they have just choking. they're choking so because they are literally having a nervous breakdown because their well, whole the, life has been leading yeah. up to this moment. There's also the thing that happens when Super Champ has been on for a really long time and they're just tired. Yeah. They're just so tired that they just start making like really stupid mistakes that they wouldn't have made like it earlier on in their run. And you're like, oh, yeah, you can tell that this is like a human body that is doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah, because you got to play five games in a day if you're a Super yeah. Champ. Yeah. So. God damn crazy. Anyway, great top three. I could talk about Jeopardy all day. Maybe, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Like, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily serious about this, but my other podcast, the POD cast started because me and Brian Quinby just basically hijacked this, this podcast to talk about new metal. 
Maybe it's time for a Jeopardy podcast. Heller and Cullen. Yes. We a might, companion podcast to their podcast. To Inside Jeopardy. We're like outside Jeopardy. We're Jeopardy outsiders. We have no affiliation. We're just talking shit on Jep. Yeah. Anyway, I'll have my people talk to your people. Uh, <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a total pleasure. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, if you live in um, Los Angeles County, um, the city will pay you $5 per square foot to get rid of your lawn. Um, I want to recommend that program. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. Los Angeles <laughs> County. You heard it here first. You can follow Emily on Twitter at Mr. Emily Heller. Uh, Stefan, I guess we, I, I don't know why I turned to you. I normally I, say, I don't say anything. Yeah. Point. You're done now. Sorry. Yeah. My apologies. If you'd like oh, to the follow Jeopardy talk, just made him leave his body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, it's at block party pod. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash block party. We'll see you back here next week. Goodbye.